This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, as we start our year-end recap, pleasure to be joined by Wharton Emeritus Professor of Finance, Jeremy Siegel. Jeremy, thanks for your time today. Happy to be here, Dan. All right, let's start with 2023 and kind of give us a recap of what happened in regards to the expectations I guess you had a year ago of what we might see play out. Right. Well, I was right on some things, not on others. Um, uh, I was right that the economy would rebound, um, uh, that I thought productivity would come back, which it did. I was also right. This uh, I was a bullish on the stock market, um, and uh, that was way out of line with consensus, uh, which was for the first time in 20 years actually predicting negative. Uh, what I was out of line with is I thought the Fed would start lowering rates by uh, the middle of the year, and it certainly didn't. I kept on raising them. Uh, we're in a pause now, which I think uh, we are in. Um, so uh, I was right on the stock market. I think I was right on the rebound on the economy. Um, but I didn't. what I didn't appreciate was how much internal strength this economy had. And everyone was surprised. The Fed, private forecasters, uh, they all thought that if interest rates would stay this high, that we would be in a much slower economy than we did. We're going to have an economy that uh, is going to rise more than 2%, way out of consensus. However, and this is important as we look forward to 2024, Dan, uh, we do have a really slowing economy now. So we do have to watch out for 2024. The expectation is, I think, that after we had the 5.2% GDP in Q3, that we were going to see a slowdown. To what level, I guess, we're still to be determined. Uh, and is your expectation that we'll probably see that carry over at least through the first quarter of next year? Oh, absolutely. So current expectations are between 1 and 2, and they're going down we actually uh, do have the um, Atlanta Fed now, which actually tends to be on the whole overly optimistic down to 1.2, which would be the slowest quarter this uh, year if, in fact, that is realized. Of course, it all depends on Christmas sales. December is really important. How does sentiment hold up or not? Um, so the whole year certainly is way above expectations, but we're in the slowest quarter, and it seems to me then unless the Fed starts realizing that all its tightness is um, is in the pipeline and will press on the economy in 2024, they have to start thinking about lowering rates. Inflation is beat, basically beat. There will be core elements that will continue to rise, institutionally determined elements that take months to flow through. But to crush those would mean crushing the economy to extent that I think would be unadvisable from an economic standpoint. Uh, your expectations then from this past year in terms of the stubbornness of the economy, is it more around the labor market? Is it around the spend that the consumer had? What, where were the areas that, that maybe caught you off guard? Certainly the consumer spending. Um, and that's the areas pointed to that was much stronger uh, than an anticipated um, there was still a lot of pandemic money that had to be absorbed. Um, 
And um, uh, it is, I think, being in the last stages absorbed right now. But that uh, that definitely had a stronger effect. Also, the higher interest rates um, are not uh, having quite the negative effect that many of us thought. Housing has remained um, not thriving, but not collapsing. Although recently the Home Builders Sentiment Index has gone back down again. Uh, people still view homes as great long-term hedges against inflation. Builders are buying down mortgages to 5 and 6%. And uh, uh, home, uh, homeowners are continuing to put their money in that. Uh, same thing as far as consumers. They still have excess money. If you have your home, you have a lot of excess equity. Home prices have gone up 50% in the last three years. Uh, so there's a lot of home equity that is built up also that's supporting consumer uh, spending. So, and corporations now regard, you know, the debt is is more costly than it was, but, you know, debt is promised to pay dollars. And if we're going to have inflation in the future, there's hope that those dollars will be worth less. They're more willing to take that on than they had before. Are you expecting and, to see then some sort of labor contraction as we move forward? I mean, we've obviously seen companies anecdotally over the course of the year uh, announced job cuts. Uh, it hasn't seemed to be kind of this wide swath that maybe some people had believed that it would be, but it still feels like even as we enter, you know, the end of the year and head into the new year, that that is still a possibility of occurring. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, as we're recording now, we're going to get, uh, you know, another labor report uh, Friday and we're going to get the JOLTS report, which is the job openings and labor market turnover report. Um, uh, the, these are also going to be important, but there is definitely a slowdown. There's no question. And the, and the real data has really become almost consistently on the weak side, weaker than expectations over the last six weeks. Um, so, uh, I, uh, and, and, and you're beginning to hear anecdotal uh, statements about the job market um, that are more negative than I've heard since the pandemic. Um, you know, even even in the uh, erstwhile hot areas such as biotech, uh, uh, people are saying it it isn't the way it used to be. So we have to be on on the lookout there. We also have to realize unemployment has gone down up from three point four to three point nine percent. Could reach four. That's generally a trigger for an uh, a recession watch once it goes up by one half percent. So we are near a recession watch at the present time. I don't expect a recession if we have it to be severe. However, um, certainly we do not have the robustness that we've had for two years. Firms are finding people even in the high tech area. A lot of high tech was let off. Across the board, the labor market is far more normal now than it has been for several years. It still seems like we're at a point right now where, uh, as we go into next year, uh, that even though there is that concern that there is still a strength in the labor force in general, uh, that, uh, you know, the, the, the mass layoffs that I think a lot of people expected just ha have not come to the level that a lot of people expected. 
Uh, absolutely. Um, and I thought we would begin to see much more labor softness early, although I wasn't as pessimistic as a few economists, like Larry Summers and others, who predicted, you know, a, a, a deep recession by the second half of the year and were almost, of course, done with that. But even the Fed in predicting uh, the unemployment um, way over predicted. Everyone over predicted what the unemployment rate would be. So everybody did not expect the economy to be as strong and the labor market to be as strong. So, you know, and this is positive. The same time inflation has gone down quite well, um, hasn't been vanquished 100 percent. It's a long process. Uh, my big hope is that the Fed doesn't get stuck on the downside and delay uh, the way it did on the upside, as we had talked about last year and even before that, uh, tightening way too late. Yeah. Um, the Fed has to be preemptive. They have to start thinking about lowering it, even if they're not going to lower, certainly not at this December meeting, but even if they don't lower it at January, they may have to lower it at at in in the March meeting. That, we do that's, a, that's the interesting thing, because uh, there's more and more. Uh, I, I hate to use the Las Vegas term, but it seems like the betting money is, is saying that March would be a possibility. I think it's almost a lock that w- a, a rate cut at May would occur. But March may come into the uh, radar a little bit more. And is your expectation that when they cut, that it's probably going to be fairly incremental, like quarter point for the most part. Oh yeah, I I I think so. Unless the data falls off the the the, the cliff, um, which I uh, don't expect, not impossible. Um, but uh, you know, a slow creep up would first be a quarter. But just changing direction has a tremendous psychological effect. Uh, if if Powell just states. At the December meeting, uh, you know, we began talking about possibilities if the economy further weakens. However, if inflation strengthens, we still have the option of going up. A real two-sided debate must be- begin, not just one-sided. Remember, at the November meeting, he said we're not even talking about a rate cut. He should start talking uh, about a rate cut. We should also realize that the Fed is really totally data-dependent. At their September meeting, which is less than three months ago, a majority of the Federal Open Market Committee expected one more increase by December. Now it's virtually certain there will be no increase by December. So there was 10 weeks ago, the majority got it wrong. Certainly there's going to be a lot of buzz about the dot plot and looking ahead for 12 months, but one has to realize how tenuous those estimates are just by looking at the last three months, how wrong uh, they could be, just like they were wrong on how many times they would have to hike it in 2022 and 2023, way underestimating it. And the reason is because no one really knows what's going to happen until it happens. And uh, uh, the Fed is not any better. There's a debate about whether they're worse, but not any better than the private sector in terms of really knowing when a recession is going to come on. And uh, so they've got to be completely wedded to the data. I've talked with you in the past uh, about this, but I'll bring it up as we're you know heading into the new year is kind of how unique this time is 
in terms of uh, economic history and obviously what we went through the pandemic, but making the adjustments and being able to, you know, try and and bring this plane in for a soft landing uh, with all these different dynamics at play. Yeah, I mean, it is really difficult. I mean, we, you know, we really haven't had a pandemic. I mean, 100 years ago, really, the economy didn't shut down. <laughs> uh, so we've really never experienced what happened before. So that automatically means that there could be unorthodox things happening. Um, I hear a lot of people praising the Fed. My goodness, we get a soft landing. It'll be the first one. And how great Chairman Powell is. Before one praises him so uh, fulsomely, one should realize, in my opinion, um, he was the one that let it go too late to even cause the inflation. So it's almost like we, you know, we ran over the pedestrian. Now we're praising the um, uh, the car owner for driving him to the hospital so quickly that he survives. Um, we didn't have to have as much inflation as we had. Had the Fed start raising in early 22 instead of early 2023, um, we, in my opinion, would have had much less inflation. So, yes, it would be great if they could get in to a soft landing. I'm not discounting it. It could happen. May not. But... Um, it still does not, to me, give uh, a you know. Let's get, let's give Jay Powell the Nobel Prize here in economics for what he's accomplished over the last three years. So, what's your expectation? Then we will see play out with the Fed uh, over the course of the year. How many times do you think that they are going to cut? And is it going to get to a point where? And again, a lot of this is data dependent. Uh, that it's going to have to be kind of a a normal routine to make these quarter point rate cuts three, four, five times over the course of next year. One has to remember, uh, Dan, Dan, that that normally the term structure uh, dictates that we have higher long-term rates than short-term rates. Right now, the Fed funds rate is um, between five and a quarter and five and a half, while the long-term bond uh, is fully a point or, or more below that. That's called an inverted term structure. It is unusual. It has, over the last 60 years, predicted recession uh, with a very high probability. We don't want to keep that curve inverted. So we, my feeling is, is that we got to bring that short rate down. Uh, I would prefer to bring it down 50 basis points below, below the long rate, which if it stays at the current level would mean bringing it down to 375. And I'm not talking about doing it tomorrow or or the next month but over the course of the year we should see the fed funds rate in the three area um as the long bond uh stays uh near to four percent we're joined by wharton professor jeremy siegel uh talking about what we've seen play out in the markets in 2023 and what we head for in 2024 i remember a few years ago uh talking with you uh, around Dow 30K. Uh, is it time to even start to consider Dow 40K at this point? Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. If the Fed responds quickly to a decline with a ro- drop in interest rates, I'm, I I think we could get another 15% next year or even higher with the small and mid caps uh, participating more uh, fully because of the fear of recession being... Um, uh, obviated. Uh, 
Uh, we have to get our money supply growing again. We've got to get the reserves of the banks going again. Um, they've been stagnating. Money supply has gone nowhere in two and a half years. Uh, you need money to grow at about 5% a year to give you two, two and a half percent real growth. Uh, and then two to two and a half percent inflation, which is the Fed target range. Um, if you keep money stationary, as it has been over the last two to three years, I think you are really looking a recession uh, right in the face. So we need to get that going. But if he does get that going and you get that going by lowering rates, because that encourages loan activity, banks then can loan more, build up deposits. Um, I think we could have an excellent year next year. Um, uh, I think the productivity rebound that we be, see this year can continue next year. Uh, AI can make a positive contribution to that productivity. We could have higher labor force participation um, and um, the reshoring of many production processes would be another positive for the United States uh, going forward. Um, we, we, we could definitely get to 40,000. I'm not saying, you know, you know, by the end of, of the year, but, um, uh, you know, 10 to 15 and even 20%, not out of the question. If the fed is stubborn and says, I'm just going against inflation, even if the data gets soft, uh, you know, those, those goals would have to be modified, uh, greatly. Jeremy, always great to talk with you. Thanks for your time today. All the best. Thank you, and Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New Year to you, too, as well. Professor Jeremy Siegel, Wharton Emeritus Professor of Finance. To explore more content from the Wharton School, visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 